Hello and welcome to the 1 106th of a second photography podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about some tips to keep your motivation high for photography. So photography is, is creative. Sometimes it's difficult. and Sometimes it's just a lot of work. And sometimes if things don't go our way or we don't get the image we like or the image that we publish or share doesn't get what we expect in terms of audience appreciation, then sometimes it can be a bit demotivating. I've seen this in people. I felt this in people. I'm not too affected by this, but I know particularly at the moment, anything that demotivates means you're probably not going to do it. And there's enough barriers at the moment. So today I'm going to talk about 10 tips to help keep your motivation up for photography. So the first tip is do not compare your images to other people's images. That's simply because you don't know what is behind that picture. You don't know how much editing has gone into that picture of the other person's. You don't know how much time went into that picture. Let's say you're on holiday, take a picture of a nice cathedral, and then you compare it to someone else's picture of the same cathedral. You might think, wow, theirs are so much better than mine. But what you won't know is what time they got up. You might have been doing this at midday when it's busy and it's the wrong lighting. They might have got up just before dawn. You might have just done it on your phone, they might have taken a very heavy set of kit and a tripod and lugged that round with them all day. You might have not edited it or done some quick edits. They might have spent five hours editing it. They might have subcontracted that editing to someone else. You just don't know what's behind that picture. So just don't compare your images to other people's. The key thing is, are you happy with the image? And if you're not happy with the image, you need to think about why. You also need to have reasonable expectations of an image. Again, just a snapshot, it's probably not going to win any awards. If you want to be getting that higher level image, you're going to need to change how you do things. You're going to need to be up at dawn. You're going to need to have a tripod with you. You're going to need to have filters so you can get a slow shutter speed and blur things out within the image. You're going to have to do a lot of editing. You're going to have to learn how to do that editing. So we see images, we think they're interchangeable. They're not because so much effort and so many variables go into each photo. And we don't know that that we look at other people's images. Tip number two is stop looking on a screen. Stop looking on your phone, stop looking on screens, stop looking on YouTube. If you've got a really good image, print it, stick it up on the wall. And every time you go past, you'll admire it. And things actually look better in print than they do on screen. Printing technology has been around a lot longer than screen technology. If you have a really good print, you get so much more detail than you can pick out of a screen, even HD screens. So print your photos, stick them up. Put them in the right place where people can appreciate them and you can appreciate them. Tip number three is if people aren't praising your work, so what? Whatever stage you're at within your photography, you're constantly evolving. Instead of worrying what other people think, you should worry about where you are in the journey. Or maybe you should not worry at all. You're on a journey. As long as you're getting better, as long as you're progressing, as long as you can see things are getting better, and as long as you're enjoying it, then it's only your opinion that matters. Tip four is make and tweet a portfolio. So when we present images, we need to think of presenting them in maybe portfolios. Put together 10 images in a portfolio. Put together your best 10 images in a portfolio. And that is the snapshot of where you are now in your photography. As you get better images, swap those images out. If you take a really good image, use that to kick out the weakest image from your portfolio. Look at where your portfolio is, keep, keep reviewing it, 
keep putting new images in. You'll be surprised how that takes your photography ahead. Tip number five is it's not necessarily gear that makes big changes. Gear is obviously key to photography because without gear, you can't take a photograph. But you don't always need to be buying the latest gear. A lot of what I've bought is secondhand or I just haven't wanted to invest in a really expensive camera. So I haven't. A lot of what I have, like I say, is secondhand or it's knockoff brands. I'm more embracing the knockoff brands at the moment, not particularly for cameras, but I have some young newer lenses. But what I'm saying is, if you've got X amount of money that you might spend on gear, or maybe use that money in a different way. So maybe go traveling, maybe hire a professional model. And I realize maybe those things aren't possible at the moment, but you see what I'm getting at. Some of those things are free. So if your image isn't very good, or your images aren't good in terms of lighting, well maybe use natural light, shoot and golden hour at sunrise and just before sunset that will give you a better image than buying a new camera tip number six don't forget enjoyment you did photography for a reason or you started to do photography for a reason and you still do it for a reason and probably that's you enjoy it you enjoy aspects of it or all aspects of it. Some people will enjoy editing more, some people enjoy the actual taking photography, some people will enjoy the end product, and some people will enjoy all three. Don't forget why you started, and do focus on those aspects of photography that you enjoy most. Don't get stuck in editing is tip number seven. And the reason I say that is I cheat on editing sometimes, or maybe quite often, I use the auto button in editing software. In fact, not sometimes, I always use the auto button because what I do is I press auto, and I see what the software does. And if I'm happy with it, I'll probably just leave it at that. But pressing auto and then if I change it myself is still quite useful because when I press auto, it will go for a balanced exposure. So it will raise and lower to get an even histogram. So I think, oh, that's what balance looks like. Now I want to do this. I want to give it more contrast. I want to raise the shadows. So do try just seeing what auto gives you. And it might cut down your editing time. Less editing time means more time doing photography. Tip number eight is do some research. Look at the images of photographers who have influenced you and look at their styles and see if your style can be adapted. I'm not saying copy them outright. Please don't do that. But just have a look at how they established styles and how they were consistent in that style and just give some thought to how you can be consistent in your style. Tip number nine, maybe try processing your images differently. Maybe go for black and white if you've never used black and white. Maybe go for high contrast. Maybe just be completely wild and give it a painterly effect that you would get in Photoshop. Maybe add some blurs in. Just try something different and a different style and you might be surprised with what you get. And tip 10, is go light. Just take one camera and one lens. Leave everything else at home. It's incredibly freeing to not be bogged down with kit. You're more mobile, you're happier, you're less tired. Leave the heavy stuff at home and take one camera. I'm not saying don't take your DSLR. That can be your one camera, but don't take three lenses and a heavy DSLR and a battery grip and a light stand and a tripod, etc. Just take the one camera. I hope you found that useful. I hope maybe you get out and you try some of these things and I hope your motivation is high for photography. Thank you. Goodbye.